a House committee chair, has questions for the Congressional Budget Office. An oversight panel looks into the Federal Trade Commission. And the list of congressional retirements continues to grow. For the week of November 27th, 2023, from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., this is Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. I'm Matt Duckworth. Now in the aftermath of their self-inflicted economic disaster, my Democrat colleagues' response, run the same play and expect a different result. Another false promise under the guise of a grandiose title, the Inflation Reduction Act. Nobody in America, Madam Speaker, believes that this bill will reduce inflation. In fact, it's going to make inflation worse. By Kicking off this week's episode with news from Capitol Hill, where House Budget Committee Chairman Jody Arrington, a Republican from Texas who you just heard, along with Budget Committee Health Care Task Force Chair Michael Burgess, another Republican from Texas, have sent a letter to the Congressional Budget Office regarding CBO's process for analyzing the impact of policy proposals on U.S. drug development. The lawmakers specifically inquire about CBO's review of the drug pricing provisions contained in last year's Inflation Reduction Act. The letter points out that while CBO's analysis suggested that the Inflation Reduction Act would result in a total of 13 fewer drugs coming to market over the next 30 years, independent assessments and related studies have suggested that number is slightly higher. The letter reads, quote, With the growing impact of health spending on the federal budget, we appreciate that CBO recognizes the power of innovation to reduce health care costs. It goes on to say, Accordingly, it is increasingly important that CBO's analysis of policies that impact drug development in the United States is incorporating the latest and most accurate information to ensure policymakers are fully aware of the impact legislation will have on patient access to new drugs." Unquote. follow up on our uh, reporting on uh, the FTC and this deal in which uh, Amgen is trying to acquire Horizon Therapeutics. Uh, Wire is reporting now the FTC has acted to block the transaction. I haven't seen the filing. Uh, waiting on that. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, a Republican from Kentucky, announced last week that his panel has launched an investigation into the Federal Trade Commission's protection of confidential corporate information. Comer highlighted the FTC's apparent misuse of confidential information in the pre-merger process of Amgen's merger with Horizon Therapeutics. A statement from Comer reads, quote, Left unaddressed, these actions could have a chilling effect on the willingness of companies to engage the commission in non-adversarial reviews of proposed mergers, thereby creating more resource-intensive litigation, paid for by taxpayers. Unquote. What I hope I leave behind is a, um, you know, a legacy of integrity and uh, that my public service would be a source of uh, inspiration uh, to others, uh, most especially uh, young women, uh, because that pathway uh, to the public table is so important. And then to be seated at that table. 
is absolutely That was the voice essential. of Congresswoman Anna Eshoo, one of several lawmakers who've added their names to the group of individuals who will not be returning to their elected positions next Congress. Representative Eshoo currently serves as the top Democrat on the Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Health. During her more than three decades in Congress, she's played a key role in the development of health care policy. Eshoo sponsored the bills that led to the creation of the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority and the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health. She was also a champion of the original Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act. Others that announced their retirement recently include Representative Tony Cardenas, a Democrat from California who was first elected to the House in 2012 and currently serves as a member of the Energy and Commerce Committee. Representative Bill Johnson, a Republican from Ohio, announced last week that he's accepted an offer to become the new president of Youngstown State University. He'll continue serving in the House for several more months. Johnson is a member of the Energy and Commerce Committee. And finally, Representative Dean Phillips, a Democrat from Minnesota, will not seek re-election to Congress amidst his 2024 presidential campaign. Phillips was first elected to Congress in 2018 and is a member of the House Problem Solvers Caucus. He's pitched himself as a younger alternative to President Joe Biden in his presidential primary challenge. A running list of members of Congress who are retiring or seeking other office can be found in our weekly written policy briefing by visiting www.hhs.com. I started singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye and singing, this'll be the day that I die. Final news today, where the American Hospital Association has sent a letter to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, expressing concerns about Medicare Advantage organizations' compliance with Medicare Advantage coverage regulations. The letter provides examples of plan practices that circumvent the requirements detailed in the calendar year 2024 Medicare Advantage final rule, and expresses concerns that these practices, quote, will result in the maintenance of the status quo where MAOs apply their own coverage criteria that is more restrictive than traditional Medicare, proliferating the very behavior that CMS sought to address in the final rule, resulting in inappropriate denials of medically necessary care and disparities in coverage between beneficiaries in Medicare Advantage and those in the traditional Medicare program." In the letter, the American Hospital Association urges CMS to 1 clarify that coverage criteria for inpatient admissions are fully established under traditional Medicare. Two, clarify that the flexibility for Medicare Advantage plans to supplement traditional Medicare rules with additional internal coverage criteria is not applicable for medical necessity reviews of inpatient admissions and level of care decisions and should only be used in certain limited circumstances. Three, reinforce expectations to MAOs and confirm MAO compliance with public accessibility and evidentiary standards for internal coverage criteria. And finally, take swift action to correct Medicare Advantage plan policies that do not comply with CMS rules. The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the Ways and Means Committee organizing meeting for the 118th Congress. The Committee on Energy and Commerce will come to order. The chair recognizes herself for an opening statement. Um, And it's a pleasure to bring together the first meeting of the Finance Committee in the 118th Congress. Good morning. The Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions will come to order. 
All right, we've done it. We end each week's episode with the call to order, where we lightning around congressional meetings and hearings in the near future that you need to know about. First, on Tuesday, November 28th at 10 a.m., the Senate Judiciary Committee holds the hearing, The Gun Violence Epidemic, a Public Health Crisis. Second, on Wednesday, November 29th, the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Health hosts a hearing titled, Understanding How AI is Changing Healthcare. And last, on Thursday, November 30th at 10 a.m., the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations convenes a hearing entitled, Unmasking Challenges CDC Faces in Rebuilding Public Trust Amid Respiratory Illness Season. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. For more information on this week's healthcare happenings in the administration and on Capitol Hill, you can visit our website at hhs.com and click on the Policy Briefings tab at the top of the page. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, including the Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Did we miss a story you wanted to hear this week? If so, contact us on Twitter at HHSPolicy, and we may include it in our next episode. Have a great week and stay healthy.